0: Breaking news, unique opinions. Hear it all on The Brian Kilmeade Show. How I started in jiu-jitsu, I was in Rio de Janeiro. I was going around to all the different martial arts schools and working out. Every school I went to, the name Gracie Jiu-Jitsu kept popping up. I said, I've got to find out who they are. So I finally tracked them down in Rio, and I met Mr. Gracie, the father. I met Hickson Gracie, who was the world champion at that time. So I asked him if I could work out with him. I was a black belt in judo, so I thought I had some pretty good grappling skills. Anyway, I got on the ground with Hickson Gracie, and it's like I'd never had a lesson in my life. He played with me. (laughs) That is Chuck Norris, uh, probably the most famous martial artist in the world, talking about one of the best that ever was and is, Hickson Gracie, uh, from the legendary Gracie family. He's got a brand-new book out uh, called Breathe, A Life in Flow. Uh, Hickson, welcome to the Brian Kilmeade Show.
1: Brian, thank you, my friend. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be with you, my brother. How are you doing?
0: So Hickson and I, I don't know if you remember, but I did the first four UFCs with Jim Brown when Horion was running the thing and and Hoyce was the champion, had to fight three times, and people would point to you and they say, see that guy over there? Uh, He's the best in the world, but it's Hoyce's time right now. And I've always wanted to watch you fight in person I never had a chance to but now I feel like I did after reading your book first off tell us tell us everyone about your your fighting family
1: yes uh, I born and raised in a traditionally fine uh, martial arts family and uh, my ankles my father from the beginning of the century they start to develop our, our Brazilian style of Jiu-Jitsu, Japanese Jiu-Jitsu. So was a life, a very exciting life uh, to see my, my my parents like challenge other fighters and other styles and become a Gracie is a part of a tradition which soon, since we born, you got a gi, not a diaper. So <laughs> you become part of, <laughs> you become part of a a traditional, and you become different. You know, in terms of what you eat, how you see the world, how you should prepare yourself. So, my life story is a very interesting process of overcoming obstacles and and controlling emotions and and sacrifice in trainings to to become effective and and be the best one you can be. It's dropped so out it was of school. Yeah,
0: yes, you, you dropped out of school at 13 uh, to fight and teach. And your dad said, "Yeah, I'll. You know, I'm not going. To, yeah, I'm not going to. will keep you a room and board, but you're going to have to earn your own keep." And you did with your brother Horion. When did you realize that not only could you be a great fighter, that you could be the greatest Gracie?
1: Oh, my life was very much. I always been very competitive, and I started to compete with six years old, and uh, and all my life I was being tested on the mat. And in a very early age I felt like I had the talent and the emotional control to 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 excel in this sport. So I was very much in in love with the sport, the action. But after that I start to teach a little bit and start to understand uh is is much more involved because jiu-jitsu is such a perfect uh sensorial art will make you feel like you, you start to feel angles and leverage and, and possibilities which you could don't have otherwise, because my father Ellie Grace, was a very weak person and in order to develop the the, the efficiency he started to to, to change in brute power for leverage so once I start to capture that that possibility, I start to feel also be very excited to teach. And to and to bring people to an empowerment right. situation, so all this combined make me feel like I was in a in a in a movement to not only become a champion of the family and and putting my commitment 100 percent, right, but also bring some kind of understanding for people of how much martial arts can help them in their own lives in terms of emotional control strategy, visualization, and and, and so on. Too. Because martial arts is a metaphor for life. As you become a good martial artist, you know how to live your life and seek for happiness. So the idea of conquering is is about anything you, you're looking for, either buy a car or, or a relationship or a, or a business. So the relationship martial arts has with life becomes very interesting to me in terms of either I'm gonna be a good fighter and make my students become good fighters, or either I'm gonna be a good fighter and become and make my students become good people. So for me, right. it's a pleasure to be involved with jiu-jitsu, no matter if it's for efficiency or for empowerment.
0: And and Hickson, I watched you with Joe Rogan. Obviously, uh, you know he knows martial arts. He's a he, he's a martial artist, and he's a commentator in UFC. He's got the best podcast in the country. Um, And you talked about breathing. The one thing I think people should listen to right now, you're not talking about making the next great champion. Whatever you're doing, this will make you better. And that became clear in this book. Uh, And I'm going to bring you to an excerpt of it. You say about winning and losing. You said, what I remember, uh, you said, because when you were six years old, you would die in a fight and there was no division for you. You say, because I was six, there was no division. So my dad put me in the bracket with older kids. Right now, before I was about to step into the mat to fight, he said, Hickson, if you lose this fight, I give you two gifts. If you win, I give you one. When I realized that my dad wouldn't be upset if I lost, the pressure melted away. I lost the match, but I didn't feel bad because my dad wasn't mad. So that, due to you, is so important for people listening right now. It is not all about winning. It's about competing, right? It's about having the courage to, f- to compete.
1: Yes, and, and sometimes, you know, it's not even about the courage. It's about the, the, the capacity you have to, to surrender, you know, because sometimes you, you don't have the ability to compete or to fight. But in another aspect, if you understand better the situation, if you can evolve through to a better understanding, you can accept, you can be spiritually using hope or patience or or visualization. So martial arts give you the tools for you to seek for happiness. And and, and one point in my life for me was fighting for win. At this moment in my life is winning without a fight. Because you know even though you don't have the physicality or the idea to, 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 to confront something. right? You always have different ways to seek for happiness and, and, and finding strategies to, to cope with the situation where you, 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 you win in a way, you know, because you, you not feel like you're losing, but you're just creating a better situation for, for victory in a, in, a, in a complex way.
0: Gotcha. Uh, you said for a young age, who was drilled into you that there was no shame in losing, but there was no shit. But there was shame in quitting or not fighting. So you know the the one thing people should understand. I'm talking to a guy who might be the best fighter ever uh, to to, and he could take on any discipline and conquer it because he could see weaknesses in everybody. But he was willing to put himself on the line. But every day was a struggle in your family. How big was your family? How often were you guys uh, rolling around on the mat? How often were you guys sparring as kids?
1: Oh, it was a daily thing. you know for us, uh, going to the mat or engage ourselves on the carpet and play the, the, the engagement was a very natural recreational thing. It was not violent, it was not bloody, it was not you know scary. It was something which, like two puppy lions play around. And start to bite each other's neck just to feel the grips and stuff. So we we play with each other, and the older ones help the, the youngest ones to to develop the maneuvers and the and the ability to the require reflexes and ability to fight. So it's always been different because in other families people say, "Don't do that; it's too violent. Don't play with your brother like this, or, or you're going to hurt him." In our family, you just say. Oh, okay, so keep him control. Let's see if he can escape and <laughs> so it was a different yeah. mentality you know and and among all this, I feel like something I really like to emphasize on this book is the fact how how breathing yeah is a impo- important for for let's life talk about because,
0: that let's talk about that what is yeah. breathing how everybody can benefit whether you're an actor or well, whether you're in a tense situation, whether the pandemic has overwhelmed you, you have anxiety, talk about breathing.
1: Yes, breathing, people take for granted because once you get slapped on your butt and start to cry, you feel like you 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 go and well to, to breathe all your whole life. But if you're not exercising, if you're not understanding the function of the breathing system and the importance of it, because you can stay seven days without food, you can stay three days without water, but five minutes without, without oxygen, you're dead. So you need to be able to hyperventilate with more efficiency. And people who don't know how to breathe technically, they breathe with the higher part of the lung and leaving the bottom part, which is the biggest, not, not functional. So working with the diaphragm breathing makes a completely difference in your system and the way you, you, you use oxygen. Because sometimes if you pour, if you have a poor breathing system, you cannot impact your brain yep. or your heart. And the lungs has the capacity to really interfere in your emotions, in your in your stress levels, and everything from your from your intelligent uh, intellectual aspect or emotional but also interfering your heartbeats and the way you, you control your heart rate. So either the stress coming from your heart or the stress coming from your brain or tiredness or fatigue or, or, or confusion or lack right. of, of intuition. So by breathing properly, you become a different monster. You know, I, I always been an athlete. I always like to do sports and activities. And I, after I start learning how to breathe properly, with 16 years old, I become a better fighter, better man, better father. Uh, I'm much more in control of my life, and and that makes a huge difference, you know.
0: I know, I understand. And, <laughs> I and guys, it, everyone listening right now, you're a college athlete. You're about to start practice for sub uh, for soccer or football. Read this book. It talks about it. Uh, and and it goes into detail. And if you get him online, if you want to look at the Joe po- uh, Joe Rogan podcast, get the video portion because he demonstrates it. Hickson, tell everybody what the role your family had in creating UFC.
1: I think my brother Haddon make a huge, you know, when he creates the UFC, the object the objective was just a, a confrontation of styles to prove our Brazilian jiu jitsu was the most effective martial arts in confronting with others, but. Now becomes like just a, 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 a huge entertainment aspect with different rule sets. And now everybody does all the martial arts. That's why mixed martial arts. So everybody knows jiu-jitsu, knows taekwondo, box, wrestling, kickboxing. And they're all using that for their personal abilities. So it's not more style against style. But it now becomes huge and very popular for the entire world.
0: So do you do you feel as though that – do you really wish that you got the nod over Hoist in those early days and were able to compete uh, the, the way your younger brother did, who, by the way, is a great guy?
1: Yes. I was expecting to fight in the UFC, but in the end when Hoist took place and he won, I, could, I don't need to replace him for anything. I started to make my career in Japan – and did great fights in Japan and exposed the jiu-jitsu to Japan also. So it was a great for me. It was, you know, no regrets. But UFC was a great event. And if I was fighting in the UFC in the early 80s, it would be good too. So right. both um, ways are great, man. Jiu-jitsu is a great martial arts and now it's spreading all over the world. And I'm happy to, to be a, a, a good entrepreneur for the sport.
0: Do you? Um, I know you have back problems now. It's hard for you, to, you know, to, to compete like you used to. Uh, do you still teach? Uh, do you still give clinics? Is that is that what you're doing on a regular basis?
1: Yeah, now I have on Dot Academy, which is a platform where I try to offer some content in Jiu Jitsu for beginners, for intermediates, and high and and advanced people. And uh, I feel like this is a great way for me to communicate and empower people through the world now with this virtual scenario is getting bigger. So I'm very happy to do that. And eventually I'm going to do some more like instructional videos and and books about the specifics of how to breathe properly to become more empowered to use breathing for you know, for being an executive, a police officer, or exactly uh, gotcha. an athlete, or anything.
0: So, Hickson, where do we get? Where do we get some of these demonstrations? Where do we get? It? Go to YouTube.
1: Yeah, go to the Hickson Dot Academy. Okay. Which is my platform, and then from that, you're going to start to getting better into this.
0: Universe <laughs> got it, and by the way, uh, go pick up his book it's called Breathe a Life and Flow it's not to make you a great fighter it's to make you a better person. you talk about your journey growing up in Brazil w- which was extremely tough and challenging and you the one thing I walked away with that it can benefit everyone you say your father taught you many things we said he taught you you had to do a good job staying calm in bad positions. So life's going to push you through stress. And even if someone's got you in a chokehold where you want to quit, if you could stay calm in bad positions, that's one of the most valuable things you could do, whether it's a traffic accident or a challenge in a bar, or whether it's your boss breathing down your neck. Final thought on that?
1: Definitely, man. I think you become, you know, when you're able to, to, have a better perspective of your life emotionally, spiritually, and physically, you're able to be ha- to better have a better control and better strategies for seeking for happiness. Because in the end of the day, you know, you have to use our skills to be happy. And happy happiness is a mutant thing. You, what makes you happy today needs to be readjusted to keep you happy 10 years from now. So gotcha. this uh, fine-tuned adjustments and, and, and ideas of Right, evolutionary process has to be there, and when you have a good, clear mind, that's there to help you and, and gotcha. support you through life. And
0: I'm going to talk to Hickson on the Jesse Waters show that you're going to see Saturday night. Hickson, Gracie, thanks so much. Pick up his book, Breathe, A Life in Flow.
1: Brian, thank you, thank you very much, my brother. God bless. Take go, care. Go get him.